Hello, Smith's Falls, or should I say Happy Holidays, or Happy Hanukkah, or Merry Christmas. All of the above, folks, or whatever you celebrate. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I just wish that everybody has a safe and happy and healthy holiday season. We have a special holiday episode for you today. The Amber McLean Christmas concert happened earlier this month on December 3rd and 4th, and we presented it. We are very proud to have presented it, along with our sponsors for that show, Howard Kelford and Dubois, and Say Too Bakery. And I'm thanking them again once more because we get to experience the magic once more on this special holiday episode of Smith's Falls On because we recorded the concert, folks. And uh, we couldn't air all of it. There were some uh, covers in there that we just don't have the, the copyright and license to. Uh, so you get all uh, Amber McLean originals with a, with a smattering of uh, public domain Christmas songs. It's a great selection from, from both nights that you will get to hear and throw it on play some music this is the least conversational episode we've done still some conversation for sure amber keeps the crowd quite engaged at her shows with dialogue so there'll be a little bit of storytelling in there for you but a lot of great music a lot of great holiday themed music this will be our very last episode of smith's falls on for 2021 and we will see you back again in 2022 thanks for tuning in everybody now please enjoy amber mclean much for coming. This is a, uh, this is a very, um, <clears throat> exciting evening for me. Uh, I used to play 300 shows a year and last year I played one. And, um, so it feels, feels like normal a little bit for me. So this is a song, uh, this is a song that I wrote, um, a few years ago and it wasn't until I moved to Smith Falls that I realized that I actually wrote it for this town, because it made no sense in my life at the time at all. And uh, when I got here and I listened to all the lyrics, I thought, oh my, I must have known that I was going to move here. So I've kind of reclaimed it again, and uh, I've taken it back for the town that I thought I wrote it for. They don't know. It's okay. And this is for you guys. This is called This Town. 
over at the Arts Hub, and I, I've been teaching on and off for about 20 years, and I've, uh, I had a student the other day say to me, you're really a, really a Christmas person, eh? <laughs> and I can't honestly say that I always used to be a Christmas person, but I did decorate the stage, so I think that can give you an idea of how much I like this time of year. I'm drinking out of a Santa cup. I think that probably uh, explains a lot. I have two children now, and I think that maybe my love for, for Christmas has returned. And, and if you think about, um, you know, a lot of the memories I have as a child growing up, it was often the time that all the family got together and, and everybody was a little happier. We might have been a little bit eggnog, I'm not sure. Um, and I, my answer to this, to this, to this student was, you know, I, I feel like I, I kind of am one of those people who has, a bit of that feeling in my heart all year, and not everybody is like that. And so this is a time where everybody feels a little bit nicer or feels like they want to be a little bit nicer or maybe they connect a little more with everybody. And so if that means that I'm a Christmassy person, then so be it. And so are you, because you are here with me. So thank you very much for coming. I got a gift for you, even if you didn't get me one too. 
I got a gift for you. Well, I know it's always sentimental, it's true. But I couldn't help it. It was staring at me so lonely on the shelf. It reminded me of when we were wrapped up in each other, just like all the gifts under the tree. I got a gift for you. I was just wishing that you were here. Well, I got a gift for you. I can't believe we are not together this year. In this cold weather, I can't help but remember curling up with you by fire. Our hearts were forever. Now I find myself alone, thinking about you in an aisle. I got a gift for you. For you, a Christmas songs all day long. I bring it backward. Now it's gone. Don't walk below the mistletoe. It only makes it harder, you know. Help it. It was staring at me so lonely on the shelf. It reminded me of when we were wrapped up in each other, just like all the gifts under the tree. In this cold weather, I can't help but remember curling up with you by fire. Our hearts are forever. Now I find myself alone, thinking about you in an aisle. I got a gift for you. I got a gift for you. Oh, I got a gift for you. Bum, 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 bum. Thank you. Thank you. That was song was not written for my husband. I've got a gift for him, and it's hidden in the house, and he is no idea. And neither do I, because I can't remember my twenty. My uh, my mother-in-law is that uh, my other mom, as they call her. Mother-in-law just seems so, you know, so law. Um, but she told me that once. I don't remember what year it was, but she hid a bunch of gifts and then found them in the closet afterwards. And I was like, what were they? Were they for me? I, uh, for many, many, many years, um, I love this town for, for many reasons, but, um, particularly because I have a thing for trains and, and trees and treats really just TR things. <laughs> it's pretty much it. You'll hear a lot about those things in the show tonight. Um, but I have a thing for trains and as a little girl, I would go out and I would watch the trains and wear my little train hat and they would wave at me and I know. And then I got older and I did that as well. And then they hired me to be the entertainment. So for 10 years, I, uh, I traveled back and forth across Canada being the entertainment on the train. So fun. So much fun. And I met people from all over the world. It was, it was amazing. They had me. So I would go from car to car, and they would often, I would do three shows a day, and I would do uh, never the dining car because I, you know, they would let me eat while I was there. And I would get put up in first class. It's a wonderful program called the Onboard Entertainment Program. And they take Canadian artists and um, basically they give them a free ride. And it's a a barter. And so uh, I would be put in this swanky little bedroom. Well, swanky as much as, you know, your your bed goes over your toilet. But you're on a train. It's pretty fancy, really. And... uh, and this one, this one train ride. And once you, once you're on these, you're on this train for four days, uh, four or five days, if you're doing the Toronto to Vancouver leg. And, and, uh, after a few days, you get to know the people because I see them at every show and I eat dinner with them. And so we were all, uh, we were all kind of hanging out and we decided that we were going to keep our pajamas on and our slippers. And we were going to go over and have a few pints at Earl's because it stopped it for four hours in the middle of the night. And we were just going to go have a few pints and go back to bed. And so we kind of were all a little giggly when we got back. And there was this guy that kind of followed us from Earl's, and he was standing in the line with us. And I thought, oh, he must be coming on the train. 
And so the next morning, I am doing my show, and there's this guy sitting at the sitting at my show, and he's clapping along and, and very gracious. And and then I see him at my afternoon show, clapping along, and I think, oh, that guy was from last night. He must be from Winnipeg. And then the man, train manager came out to me by the third show, and he's like, Amber, do you know him? And I said, shouldn't you know him? <laughs> so we got on the train with no ticket, no ID, no bags. And uh, we had to stop the train, and, and they had to take him away. They gave him these really pretty bracelets, silver. And they attached in the middle. And uh, <laughs> as he was getting off the train, he looks directly at me, and he says, I was trying to get to Toronto to get married. Oh no! What have we done? So I, I fell, of course, I have a bleeding heart. I have a very, very big bleeding heart. And I, I got back to my room and I thought, oh, that poor man. And I envisioned all these things. He probably wasn't going to Toronto to get married, but in my, in my heart he was. And I got back to my room and there was, this, there was a bottle of champagne and there was a little note from the service manager and he just said, I want a song about or about this by morning, Missy. So I wrote the song before I drank the entire bottle of champagne. Maybe I did it in two seatings. I won't ever tell. But sitting on a train, there's something about that lull of being lulled to sleep by the train and that... So I was kind of thinking about that and this kind of came out of nowhere. This is called Town to Town. I can't stand the snow It's just frozen rain And all my fingers and my toes Can hardly feel this pain And all that is cold It won't numb me Oh, no, no, no where I need it the most Oh, in all of these lights, baby Had used to shine down Heart's just making me blind, baby So I'm keeping my eyes to the ground this cold it won't numb me oh no 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 where I need it the most since you're done go I don't know I don't know what to do now Since you're done go So on, so on, so on, so I'm on the move now So I'm taking this train town to town Oh, because you keep following me, babe Every time I try and settle down Oh, in all of these cold It won't numb me No, 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 no Where I need it the most
to do now Since you're done going So on, so on, so on, so I'm on the move now So I'm taking this train You keep following, following me, baby. Every time I try and settle down, oh, all of these cold, it won't numb me. Oh, no, 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 where I needed them both. Ooh. Oh, all of these cold. It won't numb me. Oh, no, no, no. Where I need a third. Oh. has ever heard of the term haunt mess? <laughs> okay, I can't see your hands, but I can hear you. I remember precisely where I was standing um, when I heard somebody use the term haunt mess, and I almost fell over. I probably spit out everything I had in my mouth. And I, I, because I precisely knew what and who it described. And um, I will gladly admit that there are times in my life where I've been an absolute hot mess. I suspect that many of us are at Christmas, one year or another. Um, and I was thinking about that term, and I'm not throwing. It, I'm not trying to throw my uh, my mother-in-law under the train, like see what I did there. Um, but we were together when she told me "hot mess," and we had a big giggle about it. And so I was kind of thinking about that conversation. And this song, um, this song is written for all of us. On my face Well I'm feeling like hell But keeping my cool I'm holding it all in place Oh And I'm ready to crack Ready to break Yeah I'm tearing at the seams Oh what else can I do I'm so lost without you Look what you've done to me I'm a heart 
since you left I'm a heart mess But I'll carry on again If I let the tears come Whoa And then let it go Whoa Oh no, I may never get it back Oh Fueled by this pain Oh Like a runaway train Since she left, I'm a hard mess, but I'll carry on, carry on, ooh, hard mess, ever since she left, I'm a hard mess, but I'll carry on, I guess. Um, I should explain something to you. <laughs> I have a recording machine at my feet called a looper. I'm not sure if anybody knows what a looper is, but if you don't, then I'm, I didn't bring, I don't have a band in a box. It's not a new thing. Um, I, was, I was doing this uh, festival one year, and I overheard this girl go, she's really good, but she's like karaoke. I was like, but I'm doing it live all in front of you. Like, so basically what I have is I have a machine on my feed. Nothing is pre-recorded. And when I step on it, it does what I want. 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 And it's the only thing in my life that when I step on it, does what I want. I've tried all sorts of other things. Um, not, this is a terrible segue, but um, speaking of nothing to do with that, uh, I do want to take a moment and just... And just say thank you um, to a person I don't step on all the time. Um, Matt Connell is, uh, he's, he started off being as a, a fellow who just wanted to record one of my songs. And fast forward to uh, many years later, and we have two beautiful children, and he's my partner in life and crime, and um, we make a really, really good team, and I wouldn't be here without him. So thank you, Matthew, so much. Um, Francis Connell, are you in the house? Frankie Connell, are you here tonight? Yes? I'm going to tell a story about how you got your name, kind of. I was very, very close to my grandpa, and his name was Frank, and you were named after Grandpa Frank. And his last name was Smith, so how fitting that I live in Smith Falls now. And uh, my grandfather had this very funny habit in his last few years of life of threatening to die, and then we would all come together and gather over his bed and hold hands and say, Frank, God, we love you. Thank you so much. He's such a wonderful man. People would fly in for this. And, um, and then the, the nurse would call in the morning and just say, well, I don't know what happened, but your, your grandfather woke up this morning and asked him for a Twinkie, and he's fine. And that happened a lot, a lot for a few years. And uh, Grandpa, was a, Grandpa Frank was a bit of a trickster, so um, nobody was really surprised that he did that. And uh, Christmas Eve... A few years ago now, I was, uh, I was on a train, and I was, I was heading to Ottawa for Christmas, one of the first Christmases that I spent with my husband and his family and, and our first son, our only son, <laughs> the first child. Um, and I got a call from my mom, and she just said, tonight is the night. And I went, no, it's not. I'll see, I'll see Grandpa when I get home. She just said, no, tonight is, is the night. And, um, and I was stuck in a train station. I'm having this moment going, I really should drop my bags and let my husband go to Ottawa and go and be with my mom and be with my grandpa. But I had said goodbye so many times that I know he knew I meant it. So I got on the train and I, and I headed off to, to spend time with my, my new, newer part of my family. And I was supposed to do a radio interview a couple days later. And the guy said, do you have any songs about trees and family? Trees and family. No. So I sat up Christmas Eve in this beautiful home in Ottawa and um, with this beautiful family that I've come to know and love very much and thinking about my grandpa and, and how I wasn't actually going to physically be with him to say goodbye and then also thinking that I had to do this interview in the morning about trees. 
sing a song about trees. So this kind of this song kind of came out of nowhere, and um, it's called "Fall Away." And I um, I'm going to sing this for Frankie tonight and for my mom who's in the audience. It's called "Fall Away." Angel in the way, I know that you are here waiting. A mother's distant cry, my woman is standing by. This is my final call. I'm in the crossover. It's time, hard change to fall. a joke earlier about having a thing for trains and trees and treats. It's anything with TR, really. <laughs> I do. I do have a thing for trains. When I was a little girl, um, the first home that I can remember uh, was a farmhouse right on the uh, on the land that, that the Cedarbury Town Center is on, but I lived there. And uh, my godfather used to take me to see the trains all the time, and he'd put this little striped cap and put overalls on me, and he'd march me down to the train, and all the train conductors would wave at me and, and blow their whistle for me, and I just was completely thrilled. So it didn't surprise anybody that I grew up to be um, a traveling you know, minstrel on the trains, and every time, as I said, we buy a house, it has to be close enough that I can hear a train whistle, or at least close to the tracks. And I also have a thing for trees. I got called a tree hugger in high school once. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I've ever even hugged a tree. And then I looked back at my life and I think, oh my goodness, it's true. I, there was this tree that, I, that was on the front property of my grandmother's house. And I, I've written so many songs about it. And um, I remember as a child pulling these willow switches back and swinging across the front lawn with all my cousins and then getting those same willow switches on my back. I didn't, they didn't actually do this, but they should have because we ripped apart this poor willow tree and that willow tree got taken down years later. The roots were too big and they were growing into the foundation of the house. And I was, I mourned it. I was devastated that this tree was gone. So we moved here in the dead of winter and, uh, it was January and 
we moved in and there's this gnarly old tree in the back of our property. It's this massive tree. And I could see that it was split right down the middle and it was dead. The side I could see was dead. And the first thing I thought, well, that's got to come down in the spring. And then the spring came and all of these buds were all over the, the branches of this tree. And I thought, well, it can't possibly be dead, but it split right down the middle and somebody had lopped off part of it. And so clearly the dead part was still there, but it's, it's keeping the tree alive really. And then, um, and then summer came and then this beautiful canopy, um, covers our entire backyard and, and the kids of I, and I have spent two years lying on the trampoline and, and counting the kind of birds that come by and, and it's really become part of our home. And, um, it wasn't lost on me that, that there's something very special about the way a tree grows and how poor a winter can be or how poor a year can be. And the tree just kind of grows around. And if you actually see the trunk, you can see where the weather has not been so good or, or the nutrients have not been so good for the tree. And it's actually grown anyway, but around whatever it's, whatever its habitat has been. And, um, I was, I was also marveling at, about how much we are like that. And that this time that we have had, these two years that we have globally shared, we have, we have done, for the first time in our history, we have done something together. We have mourned loss of, of dreams and time and all of this stuff together as a planet. It's pretty incredible to me. And so I'm looking at this tree that I will, that will forever be there. I will never tear it down and realizing that the, the parts that I once called dead are actually part of of what is keeping it alive and whole and it's growing in a whole new way. And, um, so I was thinking about tonight and what I wanted to say to you and the songs I wanted to sing. And I wrote this song a couple days ago and my husband said, I don't think you should play that. It's not a good idea. You just wrote it. It's not planned. And sometimes, sometimes we don't need to make plans. Life just happens. So, uh, this song is called the truth. Down to the bone You know what comes next You better bundle up For the fall Yeah, it's gonna come down Watch it drain from my limbs It will cover the ground You can hear the train It's rumbling my bum McLean, so heartfelt. <laughs> Let's just pretend that never happened. Cold down to the bone. You know what comes next. You better bundle up for the fall. Yeah, it's gonna come down Watch it drain from my limbs It will cover the ground I've been stripped of half of what you knew of me I am naked as the day I came to be
with a sign that it's time to bloom again, again, again. Cold down to the bone. Well, I know what comes next. I better bundle Um, I promise you that this is water in here. It really is, just so you can see. Um, given our uh, particular um, COVID zombie climate, as I call it, um, we were unable to um, offer a bar tonight, but this is water, and I figured I would suffer along with you. You know, there were many, many years that family weren't able to get together in my home, my grandparents for snowbirds, so they went away a lot. And I do remember... Um, so many wonderful, wonderful gatherings in my family. And it was one of the only times that everybody got together. We just weren't always close. We're all over the place. And uh, it was one of the times that we got together. And so for me, this time of year is just so extremely important because it's a time that people are a little bit nicer, even though I wish it were all year. I'm not accusing you of any of that. You're here with me. So likely we're of the same breed, but but I do think it is a time where everybody just kind of watches themselves a little more. And, and so that to me is the most important part because everybody does reach out and they do spend time with family and that's more, I'm a family person. So if I put up a tree about it and drink out of a Santa cup, then so be it. Uh, many years I was na- uh, not able to be home because I was on the road and uh, I wrote this song about coming home to my mom's place when it was snowing out and it was Christmas Eve. This is called uh, Second to Smile. Driving by the light of the moon shining up above. I can see candles burning in a far off window. Snow blowing across the road. Silver bells on the radio And I'll be home So soon And it's my favorite time of year Everybody gathers near We spent apart, we spent away. Eyes wrapped around a tree, loving arms waiting there for me. I can hardly believe that I'll be home. It's my 
here. Um, 18 years old, she bought this beautiful poster of Paris and she put it on the table with a note that said, Mom, I've gone to Europe. I'll be home in spring. Um, but it was the 60s, so that's what you did then. And my, my grandmother told me once that it was, it was kind of heartbreaking for her because her baby went off to backpack and she had never done anything like that before. And uh, so I wrote a song to kind of bridge the emotional gap. This is called I'll Be Home in Spring. Mother, please, daughter, cry. Those worried tears from your eyes. Look for me when you see the flowers bloom. I'll be home soon. Daddy, dear, wave goodbye. What mother's tears from her eyes. Catch me a world if you can 
important things I'm taking with me are are the ones you taught me. I'll be home in spring. When the snow has melted, so will you look for me? I'll be home in spring. Thank you. I, uh, that song, um, made Stuart, the, the late Stuart McLean, a fan of mine. I, I didn't even know who he knew who I was and, uh, our names are spelled the same. So I remember after I got that got played on the vinyl cafe one year and it was a huge honor for me. And I remember sitting in my driveway, listening to it going, I cannot believe this is happening. And, uh, I got all these messages from people on Facebook saying, Oh, your uncle Stuart played you on the vinyl cafe today. Uncle Stu and I, um, Uncle Stu was not really my uncle. And, um, I, I, I used to listen to his stories. I remember as a child, just sitting and listening to the CBC and just really loving, loving how he could spin a tale. And, um, so I think maybe there's a little bit of Uncle Stu in me. Don your calf, grab your coat, hold my hand, here we go Let's head out into the snow, catch a snowflake on our nose It might be cold, but you know I feel warm down to my toes Cause with you by my side I'm feeling alright Join the lane in the park, we can kiss in the dark No one there that we can see, just the moon and you and me It might be cold, but you know I feel warm down to my toes Cause with you by my side I'm feeling all Tinsel carols, jingle bells and lights Nothing about this time of year that I don't like Snowman candy, cakes and Christmas trees You are also one of my favorite things myself in my head, guys. I do. I do. So I've got a few more songs for you. Um, this one is a very, very, uh, recent one. And I actually had, uh, I have, I conduct a choir of younger, of young budding musicians. And, um, we, uh, we put together this video for grief and bereavement day, which is something that has been near and dear to, to my heart in the last few years. And um, I, I asked them to sing this song with me. And the song is called Shine. I'm going to teach you a part. It's four notes. If you feel like you're the kind of people that can sing together. Also, it's dark. No one's going to know it's you, by the way. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you this part. And if you feel like you would like to sing along, please do. And I believe that there are a few of my youth singers in the, in the audience tonight. So if you would like to sing loud and proud, I would love that as well. This is about... Um, it's about that time when you know that things are going to be okay. And they might not be okay yet, but it's like when you close your eyes and the sun comes out for the... This is like how groundhogs feel. This is why Groundhog Day exists. 
They come out and the sun shines on their face and they know it's going to be a spring. And it's kind of like that feeling. This is called shine. My mind is amazed. My heart is ablaze. I've seen better days, but it's been quite a while. I'm not so much sad And I'm not feeling bad But this day I've had Is stretched out for miles You'll catch on And I know this cloud Will eventually catch the wind And it's gonna shine that train go by or I'm going to giggle. <laughs> I really can feel it on my feet. It's crazy. I love it. I'm a little bit jealous. My friend Pat used to live right around the corner from here. I'm like, you're moving from that house. You have the train. He's like, I know. I can feel it in my house all the time. Um, I am going to say uh, a big and the most honest and true heartfelt thanks that I have to everybody for coming here. And you know what? This one is, this is making up for every single day that I haven't been on a stage. And I am so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that we get to sit beside one another and experience the theater. So um, thank you for coming. Thank you. This is the scariest song I've ever played in my life. Um, I, uh, I've always really loved um, finding new and unique ways to, to use this looper, this thing that I have at my feet. And I actually came by it completely um, by accident, literally by accident. I was, I was on a bicycle and I got hit by a car and it was a big lawsuit and terrible things. And I was, I was in the middle of doing this big record and, and I had been signed by a record label and, and I got flown from my bike and I broke my hand and, and um, lost my record label and lost everything very, very quickly. And, uh, 
now looking back on it, it is the best thing that ever happened to me. But in that moment, it was just like I saw everything just crumble as my hand <laughs> crumbled. <laughs> and uh, I had a really good dear, a dear friend of mine who he just said, you know what, Amber, your mouth isn't broken. I was like, that's a very supportive thing to say to me as I'm lying in bed with this broken arm and a broken heart. And he brought me over a, a machine that he used to loop his guitar. And he just said, you know what? I bet you if you learned how to beatbox, like, and he just said, you know, you could, you could tap and snap and click and do all these things. And he said, you can make music. You don't need your hands. And, um, well, hand. <laughs> and, uh, I spent about two years just kind of locked away and making music with this, with this machine and this tool. And I kind of completely fell in love with creating art in a very new way. And so I, I challenge myself and I think, okay, what would be the hardest song that you could do? And so I picked this one Christmas song thinking that I was never going to pull it off. And, and I did. And I ended up posting it. And I was like, I didn't brush my teeth. My hair was all over the place. And, and it went viral. And uh, I got contacted by um, relatives of the original writers of this song and said to me that they've heard versions all over the world. And this was one of their favorites. And that felt like a real honor to me. So it's scary what I'm about to do for you. But I hope I do them proud. So here we go. Here we go. And that was a taste of what it was like to be at the Amber McLean Christmas concert. If you like what you heard, be sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled for next year because she will be back. Happy holidays, everybody, and a happy new year.